0: This is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kestrel Country Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Church, joined here once again by my lovely wife and co-host, Catherine. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, this week we've got podcast coming at you with Josh Flickner. From Journey's End, locally in Moscow. Yeah, Journey's End um, Cafe. One yeah. of our favorite places to go with our kids. Our kids love it. Love, yeah. love, love it. What do they love about during that? Well, there's a couple things. They like the food, the French fries, the hamburgers, or, you know, PB and J I think is what James gets. But they love that you can play games there while you eat. And my favorite thing as a parent is they have big tables, you know, that are not just long or something. They're not actually that long, but they're wide. And then they have a rim all the way around the edge so that you have room for your game board to be in the middle, your food to be in front of you, and if pieces go rolling, they don't roll off the table. Total yeah. win. We talked about that. I We talked about the table. Do you? In the interview. <laughs> I haven't this one listened was just to the interview. Josh, but, yeah, we talk about the table. We talk about their food. Um, it's a great affordable place. The yeah. games, how they got into that. So And they've got some unique games. That's been really fun. Yeah, well, having a library of games there mm-hmm. to be able to explore some new ones, yep. kids have new favorites, that kind of stuff is is really fun. And, yeah, mm-hmm. good, uh, what is it, food, gather, and games, I think, is is their tagline. So, um, oh, yeah. It's been a great in. spot to take the kids. And uh, they're going tomorrow with their grandparents. Yes, they are. So, all right, let's get into this interview with Josh Flickner from Journeys End Cafe here in Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> It makes bad coffee acceptable when you have the stroop waffle with it. I don't think your coffee is that bad.
1: It's, oh, that one's crunchy. Well, you didn't dip it. You got to dip it. I the dipping is actually pretty good. We should just do thirty minutes of us eating stroop waffles mm-hmm. and drinking coffee and talking about the experience. Exactly. <clears throat> Isn't that what the people want? Oh, there we go. When it's a whole waffle, then it kind of sits in the cup. Nice. And just the bare, just the tip of it is like. It'll just slowly
0: soften up.
1: Slowly absorb it up. That's the best. Stroop waffles in the morning. I've never had this experience before. You're you're giving me two. This is a one-two punch of experience here. Although I'm making kind of a mess on your table. Ah, That's all right. right.
0: So, Josh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for stopping by,
1: man. Anytime you have stroopwaffles and coffee, we pretty much always
0: have waffles
1: and coffee. We to be, have I do. We're well stocked.
0: So tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Moscow now. We just were talking about the Barefoot Bandit and Camino Island, all kinds of things. But you've been in Moscow now for about a year. Uh, yeah, year and a half. Okay. Yeah. And
1: what are you doing here in Moscow? Um, having a lot of meetings. <laughs> That's my wife gets asked like, "What's your husband do for a living?" Um, he has a lot of meetings and talks to a lot of people. There you go. And somehow that pays the bills. There you go. Wonderful. Yep. That's, that's kind of in a nutshell. We done now, right? Is yeah. Is that all you wanted to know? Meetings.
0: <laughs> this can just be one of those meetings. Yeah. So now what's your, um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what your, what, what do those
1: meetings consist of? What are you, uh, doing for work here in Moscow? Um, yeah. So, uh, I have a variety of companies across the Northwest. I mean, a variety, a couple different ones. So, when I say I'm in meetings all day, it's just basically meeting with the various team leads. Um, we were up to like, I want to say 60 employees at the height of last summer across Washington and Idaho. And, uh, that's an explosive growth. We've not, that's only in the last like two years that we've gotten to that point. I think we're down to like 40 right now, but, um, yeah, it's, I'm trying to learn how to be a CEO instead of a business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to have a lot of meetings with team members and delegating and empowering them instead of me trying to do everything. Um, so that's why it, the joke is it's a lot of meetings because I'm trying to help them do all the work and build build the various businesses. Um, but we have journeys End cafe here in Moscow is obviously the most like prominent thing that Mm -hmm. people will recognize Um, in the old red bento space. That's right. Or trying to think what it was before. I don't like calling it that, but yes, I know that's what it was. I, we get so many compliments on how clean it is and how great it smells and like how beautiful it looks. We've really done a lot of work in there. So th- yeah. that's why I'm like hoping someday it won't even, I won't have to keep saying. The oh red yeah. Mento no, it won't take right that long. Is.
0: And I honestly, red bento is out of there for long enough. And Moscow is a place that, that people move in and out of so often that I bet that's probably, I, I bet a lot of people don't even
1: think of it that way. <laughs> Well, you're, there's still a lot that do.
0: Yeah. Where, well, and I think about it as like, Oh, it's
1: in the old red bento. Oh, oh, I know exactly where that is. And the red bento is in the old rock church building. So it used to be a church that met in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a board game cafe, but, uh, that's kind of our like unique thing, but really, um, more and more people are coming just for the simple, affordable and fast food. You know, it's like good food fast, um, I mean, even when we're on our lunch rush, we're like less than 15 minutes ticket time when we're slammed. So really fast, very simple, nothing, nothing crazy, fancy or anything, but tastes good. And, uh, especially for like bigger groups and bigger families starting to do some like catering. got, got a lot of like schools nice. and whatnot and businesses having us do that. Yeah. So, so the oh, board
0: good. game part of it, what, um, I think I'm, well, I'm pretty sure, the first time I talked to you is the first time i ever heard of a board game cafe. Sure. Is that a thing in a lot of other places? Is it kind of a common thing or is that yeah, especially in urban
1: areas it's It's, really really very very in in uh, a least as far as my experience in, um, Seattle. little um, bit I, it's interesting though, cause I, I have some colleagues uh, in other big cities and they don't actually they have a lot of game shops and comic book shops but still not a lot of them are full-on cafes a lot of them will have like just drinks and candy bars you know that's kind of the thing but no basically um your typical comic book shop is kind of a going away business model it's really not sustainable people once they buy a board game they don't need to keep spending money so even if you can have your comic book shop full of people uh, on any day, they're just not spending any money, really. Um, so, adding like a full menu of food that people need daily um, is uh, it diversifies the revenue stream. And so that's why that's why we ha- went that way. But it was originally not started as a board game cafe. Actually, Journey's End Cafe was originally started because I wanted a place to feed my large family that didn't break the bank and where I could get um, pizza and a beer. And a milkshake for dessert while my wife had a salad. That sounds like
0: a great idea.
1: Yeah. Um, and I looked around and I was like, I don't see anywhere that I can really do that at all, let alone for like an affordable price. So. Um, and that was back on the west was, side. Yeah, that was in the Puget Sound in um, seven years ago. We started that eight years ago. Okay. And we still have that location that was that's our first location um it's connected to our family's gas station that we've owned since 1992. um it's a community store uh uh, very very busy right next to two state parks Camino Island's a really destination location yeah um but yeah so that's where that we still have that that's over there and then now we've got this one here and then the last thing i do uh well Second to last thing is uh, we have a website where we buy, sell, and trade uh, trading card games like Magic the Gathering and Pokemon. And um, that's my favorite business. I wish I could just do that all day, to oh, yeah. be honest. Like, what do you like about it? Oh, I love like taking old, cool, rare cards and negotiating, buying them, and then finding a customer across the world that is looking for that old, cool card. Um, it's very fun. <laughs> I also love the, the job creation that it does because um, as we grow, we're getting a bigger and bigger fulfillment team shipping orders out all over the world right here from little downtown Moscow in in our little office space. That's so, amazing. Yeah. How did you get into
0: that? I mean, it, it almost sounds like you said trading cards, like it sounds like you're trading cards, right? And what you are basically, but yeah. you just turn it into a business. Did it start as a hobby first?
1: Yeah. It started as a hobby. Uh, and then I was doing it as a business when I was a teenager as a little okay. side gig. Uh, I would—I actually played like semi-professionally. Uh, so magic cards are like picture baseball cards, except you not just collect them, but you build little team decks out of them basically and then play your deck against somebody else's deck. It's like that. Um, so there's a game element and a competitive element to playing it that also fuels it beyond just the collectability. So yeah, I played semi-professionally actually won a decent amount of money doing it as an 18 year old kid.
0: When you say one, is it like prize money for winning a tournament? Yeah, it was cards, but those cards were worth money. They have a secondary
1: market value. So yeah. So you can win cards in a game. You used to be able to nowadays they just do, they usually do, um, Cash buy-ins. Yeah. Okay. But, and there's, it's not like a gambling thing. It's just you, however many people play, that's the pool. And but yeah, they they, had, uh, they actually used to have um, a professional circuit. You could be a career, just like you can be a career video game player, you can be a career Magic player. And you can still make a career out of playing Magic, um, but they, they don't have the official company sponsored careers anymore. Those just went away like a year ago. But, mm. but yeah, that got me started in between the tournaments or while I was in between rounds. I would wheel and deal over at the side table just trading but always like trading for a little bit of an edge and um providing a service where you know I was like a middleman I had all the cards any card you needed I had it and that just fueled that mm-hmm. and then I sold it all and stopped for like 15 years and then I just picked it back up again a couple of years ago nice
0: so what is it are you or originally were you selling them on your cuz you said you have a website so yeah, you're we selling them on, own, on your yeah. own website yep before that, is there a platform where, was it like eBay kind of thing? So or? we're on there now. So we're on
1: okay. eBay. Um, there's a website specifically for trading cards called TCGplayer.com. We're on there. Um, just Journeys End Games. You can find us on eBay. You can find us on there. We have our own website. There's another trading card company. There's several different trading cards. I won't bore you with all the names. But, yeah. yes, there's several of them. And we're, like, working on right now, actually, uh, we just started on Amazon, too. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah. fascinating.
0: Like is three there, days ago. Is there like one comp is so um, like the Magic cards, is there one company that makes them all?
1: They make um, them, the print rights are by one company, uh, Wizards of the Coast, who also uh, owns an, uh, Dungeons and Dungeons & Dragons, uh, obviously a very well-known name. So Wizards of the Coast does Magic and Dungeons and & Dragons. And they're owned by Hasbro, okay. uh, the the big, so as far as all the way up the chain, it's Hasbro, um, interesting, but yeah. So, oh. they do all the new imprint stuff, but there's a there's a pretty fun and large secondary market that uh, that exists for the the trading uh, and collectible aspect of it. We're starting to get celebrities and, and big names and big money coming into collectibles uh, in the last year and a half. As you know, a lot of people, you know, are trying to figure out how to outpace that beautiful inflation. You know, yeah. so
0: uh (laughs) that's interesting because it does remind me when you're talking about it i mean it reminds me of nfts right because people would talk about early with the nft thing i remember people likened it to uh baseball cards you know it's like well there's this unique thing and there's only so many of them and people want them and collect them and trade them and there's value right um so that's I'm trying to gauge
1: if, how long you're going to talk so that I can like maybe oh, take yeah, a no, bite no. of my waffle. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll try you, to keep talking about it. You keep NFTs. talking while that, I eat this waffle, okay? It'll also reveal how shallow my knowledge of NFTs <laughs> is because that was pretty much it. But no, it's, it's just interesting how, um, yeah, there's become a market for so many things because of that rise of inflation, right? Because people are using other stores of value. And um, yeah, it's interesting. So did the which came so you said the the idea for journey's end really was first a cafe and then a board game cafe yeah so how da, what what came about to create that aspect of it the board game um,
1: well we were knocking out of the park with takeout Um but we we came up we, we rebranded is what we did. So it was originally the menu and the systems were under a different branding, uh, more of like a hyper localized branding at the time. And so we changed it to Journeys End Cafe uh, with a sub line. If you look at our logo of food gathering games, yeah. so the food is foremost. Um, the game is actually the last of those three. The second is gathering. So we started doing community events, live music, trivia nights, et cetera. Some of which we've done here in Moscow, some of which we're working on bringing here. Um, but the, the fact that this was, the timing was right when I was picking back up also doing the, um, the cards, wheeling and dealing and uh we were doing that through um the through the gas station believe it or not so you could like come in and get your packs of pokemon cards and your six pack beer and your gas and there your you pizza is it great it's like one stop it's still like that you can you can still get that out there but anyways yeah so that's when we were like people people started saying well can we have a place to play because they like being able to buy the cards but there was no place to play so that's really how we got started. We added a board game library and then started doing board game nights and we started getting, you know, 10, 15, 20 people coming in on a Monday night just to meet new friends and play games. And um, that really was opened my eyes to how gaming, uh, especially tabletop gaming, um, really can be a bridge builder. Um, I was seeing people from all ages and demographics hanging out and laughing and making friends and then get hanging out in other outside of the cafe circles. And a lot of the kids, especially really nerdy kids like I, and I am one, so I'm not saying that (laughs) derogatorily. but um, it's hard to make friends when you have, when a lot of your passions are more about gaming and uh, sci-fi and fantasy stuff. It's really hard to make friends in my opinion. And, but gaming helps you do that. And I was seeing kids like one kid uh, literally told me one time, he's like, you know if it weren't for journeys and cafe i i had no friends and mm. now i have friends and he was crying when he was telling me that so here's this restaurant we're trying to make money obviously but we're also doing this um so that's that's really what pushed the impetus to go okay let's focus on this a little more i think yeah and so
0: what's um what's the obviously moscow being a, a university town college town uh kamano island I'm assuming, is a lot of... Um, trees.
1: A lot of trees. <laughs> not a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot spread out, though, over a huge area. Okay. Yeah. I so don't quite a bit of permanent population. population. Are people commuting there to... No. there's It's one way on, one way off. It's okay. a destination. You know, 15,000 people year-round, swells to 25,000 summer homes in the summer. Um, but the two-state parks get a couple million visitors a year. So a lot of people there in the service industry that kind of thing where or? there's only like three commercial hubs mm-hmm. actually. And they're pretty small. Yeah, no, okay. we're, I mean, our location and the scarcity of services is a big part of what made that location successful. Just being honest, like that, okay. if there had been 10 other gas stations on Camino Island, I, I mean, it might, everything might be very different. So yeah. yeah, I don't mean to like make it seem like we're just like, you know, uh, crushing all the competitors. Cause we're doing every, I think we're doing everything right. But like, There is something to be said for the uniqueness of that location, so I don't want to dismiss that. But
0: yeah, so how was that? What's that transition been like from there to Moscow? (laughs) I mean, you came not only are you in a different state, (laughs) different place, (laughs) all those kind of things, but you came right in the middle of all the COVID lockdown craziness, too. Right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was
0: around that time, maybe a little later.
1: No, it was right in the middle of that. Yeah, it's July. Okay. Uh, sorry, we moved here end of August 2020. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, so we, we didn't open Journey's End Moscow till July of 2021. Okay. Um, and obviously, until real recently, there's still been, you know, there's still been people who are avoiding going out or whatnot. Um, so I I would be lying if I said that the COVID stuff has not had an impact. I mean, it definitely has. Um,
0: but in terms of obviously you opening, but I remember having conversations about, it's like starting a restaurant
1: when all the restaurants are shut down, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, the, the beautiful part about our concept is uh, obviously we have the space for the games and we, we want to do events and gathering, um, But really, our strength is on the food and the takeout. I mean, my fries taste great 30 minutes later, even when they're cold. I'm not like, there's not a lot of French fries that I personally feel like taste great after. That's true. They and I cold. can attest to that. Yeah. You can attest. Them. You've had them yeah. even after a while, right? Yeah, like, Yeah. It's so true. it's true. Still crunchy. Yes. Yeah. So, like, things, it's those little details, right? So, takeout that the part of COVID didn't scare me on that and the other thing is um, I hoped to time it um, and I think we did a decent job at the timing but I hoped to time it when people were just really hungry for connection Um, personally I feel like a lot of um, psychological and emotional damage has been done in the last two years from the response to COVID and I think that our cafe and the gaming and the events and things like chess club right things I think that our goal, and it's working, is um, feeding that desperate need. Um, I mean, look at how suicides have skyrocketed, drug abuse has skyrocketed. So, again, I'm not meaning to sound like we're just philanthropically going to scratch all that for the town of Moscow, but it's our little effort of saying like, Hey, we can open up our restaurant and reserve a bunch of tables for anyone who wants no cost to come in and play chess, no obligation to buy anything, meet new friends, play some chess. This is just as an example. Mm -hmm. So I looked at COVID and the response to it as a, an opportunity to meet a need in the community. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So you touched on something that I, th- I thought was interesting. So you're like you, you mentioned you guys had a have and started a board game library and that kind of thing as part of it. Um, so when somebody comes in, there's no cost associated with. Obviously, the polite thing to do is to buy some food or drink. Right. And almost everybody but, does. But you're not renting a game. You're no. not you don't have to pay to get a game. Um, so you've just built up a library of games and let people come and play them.
1: Yep. I'm just a firm believer that if we build an environment that really, um, people love to be in, I think the sales will follow naturally. I don't need to force it. You know, our gas station, we're in, we're in the Puget Sound, right? And one of the things, if you travel up and down Puget Sound, going to gas stations, many, many of them have signs right on the door before you even walk in. I'm pretty sure this is maybe even true in this area. I haven't tested this fully, but it's like bathrooms for customers only. Like, don't mm. don't even ask and the lock and you gotta get a key and like you know, minimum purchase $20 to go to the bathroom. Several years ago, we had a big sandwich board made that said clean public restrooms. Wow. And there's uh there's people just come in and they they're like, your bathrooms are clean. And there's no pressure. Now I'm going to buy a bunch. Like it just happens naturally. We don't need to force it. Right. Um, and, and, or like, thank you for not forcing me to buy even a bottle of water. I genuinely don't need anything right now, but you can be darn sure that the next time I'm driving by, you're going to, I will drive past your competitors to come here when I do need something, even if I have to pay a little more, like, you know, gas gallons or whatever. Um, and so that's been a part of what I'm trying to do with Journey's End in Moscow too is like, Obviously we have bills to pay. We have employees to feed. They have families to feed. Um, and so yeah, that's true. But I believe that creating the space that has all these different things, um, and not trying to force it. I, I believe the revenue will, will come naturally.
0: How do you build that library of games? Is it, um, was it mostly like stuff that you guys enjoyed playing at home? Was it like, how do you decide what to get and, because sure. you guys have a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, we have when, like over we 220 go in there, actually. One of the things that we've enjoyed and our kids enjoy is like, oh, let's try some new game. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: So you might not even know this. Did you know the whole library is on our website? I did not know that. You can go to journeysendmosco.com and there's a link to a website called Board Game Geek. And anybody who is a board game geek <laughs> will know that that's a thing and you can have a profile. So Journey Zen Moscow has a profile on board game geek and you can see our entire library. You can watch how to play videos. So oh, you could cool. scope, scope out and people do this. They like pick a game that they don't know how to play. They watch the, how to play videos. And then they come down and they have dinner and play the game. Um, that's actually, that happens. And, um, it's really fun when people do that, but yeah, we have over, I think 220 games, um, it was a very generous donation. A lot of them were donated by manufacturers and, oh, cool. uh, one personal friend, uh, an employee who, um, he, 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 had 150, I think that he wanted to donate. And there's some obscure titles that people I had never heard of and definitely have not played. Um, but also some, some good classics. So yeah. mostly, uh, donation has been what, what it was, so.
0: What's, um, what are the most popular, maybe not from the library, but you mentioned like you do chess club night. Now you've got, what other nights do you have? And have you seen a trend of what's the most popular in Moscow and,
1: and is it different from over in Kamino Island? Yeah. Uh, so Kamino Island, our most popular nights is when we do the live music, uh, okay. or the brewery nights. Those have been the two most popular nights. Um, yeah, packed house. Uh we have a huge outdoor seating out there with a flatbed pickup truck for a stage for bands to play on and everything um, out there. It's, it's pretty That's we cool. can't really replicate that quite here, but we are working on um developing uh a with the space we do have here, we're working on developing, you know, a live music um rotation family friendly still and whatnot. Um but here The most popular things have been uh pokemon uh card game night uh that's on friday nights that's been growing we just started it and it's been growing very popular chess club has been a huge success we have anywhere from 20 to 30 people and that's only been going for five weeks And we just got even on the Idaho like chess association recognized as an official place. So now we can start having like tournaments and stuff. Oh, that's cool.
0: So how does that, do you guys have a bunch of chess sets or do
1: people generally bring them And then other people have been bringing them because some of the nights have been so busy that we've needed more. Um, and it's really it's open house. It's just five to seven thirty, which is right before we close. Just come anytime, play one game, leave, stay the whole time, whatever you want to do. Um, we try to set it up. So it's like if you think you're a beginner, kind of sit here, intermediate, sit there. But what's been happening is we have a lot of advanced players who they're happy to play against anybody and they're teaching. Like I've got several people who are way better than me who they'll sit down with like my son and, and they'll play and they'll be like, no, 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 you shouldn't have moved there. And here's why. And then doo, 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 doo. and then they're teaching and that's cool. they love it. They they thank thank you for letting me be here. Teach chess. I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Thank you for like being so passionate about it. You know, um, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's not been tournament style, that kind nope. of thing. It's just more of an open. Just house. come on Tuesday nights and play some chess. That's cool. We've had people, families who were in eating, they didn't even know it was chess. And then like the teenage son's like, Oh, can I go play a game? And then they walk over. I mean, what restaurant can you do that at? Right? Like you're yeah, just, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I sorry, you know, a little self self bragging there, but I feel like it's a pretty cool thing we got going.
0: So no, it's really cool. I, again. I mean, that's what we've really, we've, we haven't done chess or anything, but, but it's um, definitely favorite of our kids for lunch is it's like we do, we get to go sit down and then spend the time as a family like the food's quick which is great then we get to spend the time as a family playing a game and it's not like one of the games we already have at home or whatever and it just yeah it's it's uh i like that family aspect the other thing that i found really cool is that that huge maybe you have a couple of them but they like huge table yeah big square yeah. table with the rim on yeah. it mm-hmm. like was that something you saw someplace or because we're like i the, there was a the game pieces don't fall off <laughs> the edge and it's big enough to have some food and the game. I was just yeah. brilliant.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, there was a game store over in the Peter sound that closed a few years ago and, uh, okay. they were, they were doing a going out of business sale and, uh, they had those tables and we actually have one that's even bigger. That's over at the Washington location. Oh, it's nice. even bigger. It Is your space <laughs> bigger over there? No, it's technically smaller. Okay, yeah, it's technically smaller, but we just happen to have an even bigger table over there, and yeah, I think it it'll seat like sixteen people or something like that. This wow. one, we've the most we can pack around this one is twelve, and it gets. I've had it several times where groups of like college students have all like done a meet up and. There's, we don't know how many are coming. And then they're just pulling extra chairs up, and it ends up being like 12 of them. That's it. We don't, we don't mind, you know, obviously if people are like making a scene or doing something weird, we're going to ask them not to, but um, we've never had to ask anybody to leave. But we don't mind if people rearrange the tables and chair. We're, it's, it's open seating, right? So we don't, we're not, we don't have wait staff, you know, we, we'll bring your food out to you. We're happy to like get you anything if you do need it. But most of it's, it's self serve. You order up at the counter, we bring it out, and then you just kind of you know hey just make sure keep it keep it family friendly and and yeah feel free move chairs around as you need to we'll help you if you want so yeah yeah what kind of
0: food do you guys have in there you've got beer which is yep. awesome
1: yeah fun to be have a place do you guys have an espresso machine we do yeah we just were we just got a small one so okay. like disclaimer like we're not we are not a quote coffee shop um and and i I just i think we make good espresso people have said we make good espresso so i'm not downplaying our skill in that uh but we we have one size we have only a couple syrup it's just a thing where people were asking for it and we're working on expanding it but it's going really well so i would say within the next six months expect to see us have a much more robust espresso offering um but yeah we have uh, coffee tea espresso um milkshakes hand scooped milkshakes uh you know we have 12 different ice cream flavors a lot of them rotate we can make any any one of them we'll make into a milkshake you want chocolate chip mint great you want rocky road we'll make it into a shake although i don't recommend that because the almonds make for miserable eating but um coffee milkshake cool. a mocha milkshake we can do that with that's pretty phenomenal a beer shake we can uh put uh like uh the salted caramel jeremiah johnson porter into oh, a milkshake. Man. Uh, super delicious. That sounds amazing. Yep. We can do that. Uh, that's just the drinks and the dessert, right? Uh, oh, we sell sisters cookies. Now we're selling sisters cookies. People love nice. that. You know, their, their, uh, hours mm-hmm. are a little limited down at the bakery. So we're, we're open a lot. And so, um, pizza, where do you guys get your ice cream? Um, I think that it all comes from Cascade Glacier, uh, okay if I remember correctly, yes, Cascade Glacier. Um, although I think we've had a couple of times where if they've been out of a flavor, we've grabbed it from uh, like dryers or Umpqua, I think is the other one. So we're not, it's, you know, we're not, we, we really are trying to keep the flavor selection going and we're a little less concerned about like, it has to be the same brand every time, but it's 99% of the time it's Cascade Glacier, which is out of uh, Oregon. It's really okay. good. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, burgers, salads, soups. Oh, we're just, uh, just starting some new, um, some new soup recipes. That's been going great just this week. Just start, start some new soups. Do you have a lot of people come in and study?
0: Yes. Too, Cause that's, um, I, I think we talked about this before, but like back home in Michigan and obviously they're all over the place But Panera bread was like, like other, a lot of people go study at Starbucks or whatever a coffee shop. I was like, I always want like food when I'm studying yeah. a little bit more substantial. So I love Panera cause they were, bit, it was a big shop, but like you felt like you weren't being, you weren't necessarily like stealing someone's seat by yep. sitting there for a few hours and studying yeah. or working. And I feel like I I get some of that vibe from, from you guys at journeys. End again, where it's like, you don't have dedicated seating, you have, it's fairly open and yep. you have a lot of seating. So you don't feel like a lot of
1: outlets too.
0: If I sit there for a couple hours studying or working, like I'm kind of getting in the way of people who need a seat or whatever. Nope. You know.
1: No, absolutely. Um, happens all the time. Um and uh yeah, we have outlets, we have Wi Fi. Um it's getting more and more people are coming down and yeah they're doing exactly what you say i i, I see students or or just guys who work on their computers from home uh, guys and gals um they uh they'll come down they'll come in right at 11 they'll grab a cup of coffee one o'clock they're grabbing lunch three o'clock they're grabbing another cup of coffee and a cookie i mean and that's from my perspective where the revenue stream it's just natural if you're gonna sit there for several hours whether it's running a d d campaign uh or Uh, studying or working you're going to get hungry and thirsty yeah and it happens every day all day long and yeah we would love to see more of that we just added some new seating people haven't been in a while um we're getting a lot of compliments on the new seating we've got some variety of like kind of eclectic comfy chairs that are more conducive for studying so awesome Yeah. Working well, on a private room. Yeah, we're working on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you could reserve room. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. For games or meetings. meetings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or if we want to run like a game tournament, uh, Friday nights gets really busy. And we've had a couple Friday nights where it's packed house. But one of the pieces of that is a is the Pokemon League. And so, you know, ideally we'll be able to have all the Pokemon players like in the back room. And then that frees up all the normal tables for um, other families and um, students and Yeah. Dates. A lot of people come for dates, believe it or not, to journeys in.
0: Nice. I've been
1: surprised by that. I'm like, I mean, I like games and I like dating my wife with a board game, but I'm just like, Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. I've I've seen some blind dates happen. Literally like, hi, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you. What game do you want to play? That's
0: pretty smart,
1: especially for a blind date or just yeah. getting to know
0: somebody. Yeah. It gives you
1: something to do. It's something. a great icebreaker. And then I've no like, kidding. I have no shame <laughs> of going up and being like, hey, I highly recommend you guys play patchwork, because that's like the in my opinion, like the best two player game. So and they're like, Okay, great, let's try that. So it's fun. It's very nice. really fun. That's awesome.
0: Have you found have you tracked or found what your most popular menu item
1: is? Or even like generally? Um, I mean, burgers are pretty popular. Um, wow. Yeah. It's a lot of, I mean, our French fries are, we, we get told all the time that we have the best fries in Moscow. I'm, I'm not making that up. You can see it online. If, if you think this is me, like it's on there. Okay. Like read the Google reviews, read the Facebook reviews. A lot of people say we have the best fries. So fries is the number one thing. Um, dude, that, uh, and you can get a basket of fries for three bucks, by the
0: way. I think you recommended that Buffalo, Buffalo chicken, chicken wrap. wraps good chicken strips, is really is,
1: good. chicken strips is probably, I think that the chicken strips is probably the number one most ordered item. I, I want to say, um, and yeah, again, we're just all about, all about, oh, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm take it back. The French dip the french dip really popular because i think it's one of our best values because you get this big old sandwich um and fries for 10.99 you know so um i mean and you're full like people tell us all the time this is too much food you should not give me this much food
0: well and then you can go down to you have like peanut butter and
1: jelly don't you yeah you have on like, the kids menu just real simple for kids yeah yeah, yeah. but even that, that right it's finish and yeah, it's it's even that. It's like if you want to get each kid their own meal, you can do that. If you just if you're on a really tight budget and you're like, hey, you know, really uh, cheese pizza is what we can afford, but maybe mom and dad are grabbing, you know, a burger and a salad, right? You can do that, and I mean, like that that could be under thirty bucks, and you could feed five or six people if you needed to, right? So again, like we're really trying to to be, yeah, you can spend over a hundred dollars at on dinner at our restaurant, just like you can anywhere else, but you can also feed your family for. I would argue cheaper than even any fast food in town yeah i i say that as somebody with seven kids (laughs)
0: yeah
1: have you on that
0: note and you mentioned inflation at the beginning what um is that getting harder have
1: you guys had to adjust your prices because of food costs and stuff yet no not yet um no not yet we've uh we honestly haven't even done any like portion adjustment or anything um we've done some smarter buying um and we've gotten on some, we, I mean, it what it, what it did honestly was cause us to uh, incentivize to say, Hey, suppliers, we buy a lot of this item from you. What kind of rebate programs can we get? And this is, this is something a lot of people don't know about the restaurant industry. Um, and now once we've done that, then if costs keep going up, then kind of probably the next step is either raise prices or, or shave portions a little bit, but full disclosure, we hadn't done that yet. So mm-hmm. as things were going up we started just going to our buyers and being like, Hey, you know, and we actually were able to negotiate things back down and then we didn't have to raise our prices. So nice. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, anything else people should know
1: about journey's end or what's coming next? You got any events coming up? Uh, We do family friendly trivia nights on Thursday. Those are pretty fun.
0: Nice.
1: Um, You know, trivia is pretty popular. A lot, a lot of places obviously do trivia, but you know, some of them are bars. And so like families aren't able to go in there together in our place. We did Pokemon last night we had like whole families doing trivia together and stuff. Um, so that's, that's pretty solid. Um, I think just honestly, just follow us on Facebook, um, Instagram, we constantly are posting our events, uh, when we're doing them, um it's it's too many things and it's constantly kind of changing as far as trying to like say it ahead of time um but yeah yeah if people give it people a follow. follow on and yep well and i know for us like we've got spring break um is next
0: logos has it for two weeks which is kind of crazy so we have a two-week oh, wow. spring break and nice. we're not going anywhere so for all those people sticking around in town great thing to hit up journey's end and oh hit yeah up some
1: events and yeah. It, people talk about how it's going to be really slow in the summer um, for us, like as a restaurant. And it's very interesting because we actually were we were busier in August than we were in December and, and November. So I'm not sure that that's going to be true for us because because we do have so many families and uh, teenagers that uh, come in and and spend money just like anybody else while they're hanging out kind of all day playing games. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm wait, hold, <laughs> waiting with bated breath, you know, to see how, uh, how busy or slow it is with the student schedule. But, um, yeah, I think uh, spring break will be a good little micro test of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Spring break. And then, I mean, you know, there are the nice thing about Moscow is it does get quiet in the summer, which is kind of nice. Except on but Saturdays. There's stuff. Yeah. The farmer's market brings in people. And there's just there's a lot of things that do go on throughout the summer. Different whatever their camps or soccer camp at the U of I and then different things that bring in a lot of high school
1: kids actually. So a lot of conferences and stuff. That's what I'm saying is like, I'm not so sure it might be more focused on the weekends. Maybe like maybe we'll be potential. I wouldn't be shocked if we were actually busier in the summer weekends than, than in the rest of the year, but maybe the weekdays will be slower. Um, Oh, the fact that we have the, I mean, the other thing is like the ice cream is that's something that, I need to do a better job of marketing once the weather starts getting warmer, like come in and you can get a dollar 50 kids hard scooped ice cream cone, that kind of thing I think will really be helpful in driving a lot of traffic even once the students uh, head home.
0: So. yeah, that's a good idea for sure. Pushing that. I know like uh, we love panhandle, um, but you know, all the interesting flavors are not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> and you're there's definitely not dollar fifty scoops, right? Like it's it's a little bit more pricey, yeah. you know. I mean,
1: like you said, it's good. So. It's super good. And also but sometimes it's nice even just the line uh, can be can be it's nice to have a, another another spot. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Cool. Well thanks, Josh. Yeah, Appreciate man. Appreciate the time and yeah, go thanks check out. Thanks for letting me stop in. by. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.